Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. In the DC universe, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 83 for the legend that is Santana Moss. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Make sure to check out all the other great shows on the network by going to BOF. There's a podcast drop down, click that. Tons of great shows, great stuff to check out. You don't need to. Lauer's got enough downloads. Don't give Lauer any more downloads. But check out everybody else's downloads. Give everyone else downloads. Don't give Lauer downloads. He's got enough. He's got downloads to spare. Give them to other shows. We all love Lauer, but let's let's circulate the wealth here, okay? <laughs> I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on film. I am Peter Arbera. And today we are recording on July 17th, 2022. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get to the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, to take the time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Because if you do, you enter to win our monthly contest. We read your review on air. You just won the monthly contest. And we will send you out a a prize pack filled with lots of goodies and uh, all the kind of stuff that you Fanboys love and enjoy to play with. So uh, don't forget to do that. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the 1977 Pine Valley Ostrich Hunt with a grand total of 63 kills. The champion of Long Island, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Holzman. Okay. This. (laughs) This one. I don't know where you found the information. Completely false. Totally false. I would never kill an ostrich. It's an ostrich hunt. You're supposed to hunt them. Although I do like ostrich meat. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, see? He tries, he tries to. Do. He's such a politician. He tries I've to cover things up. I've had it before. It's very good. If you never had anyone out there, if you've never had ostrich, you should try it because it's very good. <laughs> it is. A steak or a burger. It's, it's excellent. It kind of tastes like beef, to be honest. I know everything tastes like chicken. Not ostrich. It <laughs> tastes like beef. So. Well, yeah, that's that's not true, guys. Uh, Pete, Pete, need, you need to check with your crack staff on this one because I don't, I don't think you. Okay, Eric. Someone's <laughs> afraid of PETA. Jeez, Joe Rogan, you are not. That's true. I am not Joe Rogan. In many, many ways, I'm not Joe Rogan. But yes. So, what's going on? How you been? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? You had to think about it for a bit. <laughs> I did. I had to question myself. How am I doing? Am I all right? Possibly. Everything's yeah, so okay. We've kind of been this after not doing the show for like two weeks. We've this is like our third one in like ten days. This is like fantastic. <laughs> we kind of just spin it around now, really quickly. Uh, I held back. We're last still week. doing them weekly. Yeah, but I held back last week. We recorded like three days apart, so I held that one back a little. Before I released right. it, because I didn't want yeah. that means okay. I didn't want it to come out. So you're saying it's an onslaught? So yeah, we're like really just bombarding people with our our form of entertainment, which is which is fine because 
I, I like us, so I hope other people do. Do you think anyone listens? <laughs> I know at least about 200 people an episode listen. Okay. Because that's how, what our average down, maybe a little more than that. 200 uh, people. So, yeah. So that's, that's you know. Um, and we're international. Like the stats always show. We have like people listening in Indonesia and places like that. I have no idea. Overseas. But it's very, very cool. Uh, so thank you to everyone. Australia. People all listen over, to us in yeah, Australia. Yeah, all over the world who listen to us. Uh, it's crazy to think that that people overseas actually care about what we have to say about this stuff. But I appreciate it. We appreciate all the fans. So, uh, yeah, so we're rounding into All-Star Weekend for baseball. You guys know Pete and I are Yankee fans. As we talk about, the Yankees still have the best record in baseball. They have 63 wins. Uh, Aaron Judge is on pace for how many home runs? 60? Like 59. Is it? I thought it was over 60. I guess not. No, it's under um, Well, if he hits, keeps hitting two like he did last night, he'll get there. Because uh, <laughs> it, it's been a really fun baseball season for New York anyway, with both the Yankees and the Mets uh, playing so well. And Aaron Judge and Pete Alonso hitting so many home runs. It's kind of just pretty cool. Uh, to follow baseball right now in this city, uh, which is tr- traditionally a baseball town. Like New York is probably one of the baseball towns, Boston, another one. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just been a really fun baseball season. So, yeah. How many, Pete, how many Yankees made the all-star team? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I actually haven't really been following. I know Judge Trevino and Stanton did. So, and and Holmes. So yeah, I know Holmes made it too. I think that's it. I thought I saw five, but that's that's cool. Possibly. I mean, yeah, could be missing someone else. Um, but, uh, but did Cole make it? Might have been I'm not Cole. sure. But yeah, so you know, round into All Star All Star break for baseball. It's the middle of July, <clears throat> which is crazy. <clears throat> I can't believe it's the middle of July. This is you know this year's going fast. Yeah. So it's been cool. And there's been lots of news and lots of trailers. We're going to talk about a lot of trailers on this one. We have like five. There's a lot of trailers, you know, and and let's just make note. This is like the third week in a row. There is no Ezra Miller topic. Yes. (laughs) On the show. But we have a a new segment. We have a new. We do. We we (laughs) replaced the Ezra Miller segment with what's happening with Madam Web. Exactly. (laughs) And there's more of that. We'll get to it. Which is great because, you know, we're kind of like, okay, at least it's just creating positive buzz. Yes. Yes. I can't believe that we've had weekly Madam Web news, but we have. I'm excited. It's a spider movie in production. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm pumped about that. Hopefully, there's a version of Peter Parker in this movie at some point. That'd be nice. And this week, guys, we actually have a little bit of info on what the movie's about uh, with one of the stories mm. we have. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's start. Let's start with the trailers because there's so many of them um, that we have to go through. So the very first one I want to talk about is the Netflix produced, uh, starring Jamie Fox and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I still can't believe these, he's in the movie. It actually has a big part, but he does. I'm uh, not like he's a he's a huge like my mother knows of Snoop Dogg the uh, like TV per- personality. Like she knows. Oh, that's that right, because Martha Stewart, right? He does yeah, all this stuff. I, Martha Stewart, yeah. So and yeah, he's all and, over. He's on all these Corona commercials now. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's it also stars Dave Franco. It also stars Megan Good. Uh 
and it's called Day Shift, and it's a vampire film, a vampire hunter film. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, it's very, uh, it's kind of a typical vampire uh, hunter movie. If you're used to those kinds, it kind of, it's weird. The character he's playing in this kind of reminds me of Django from Django and Jane. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, that kind of parallel. But the, you're, you're also skipping over the most interesting thing. This is also brought to us by the guy who's, who choreographed like John Wick movies. Yes. So this yes. is like what I call like video game action where it's, it's kind of like the Arkham games where they're just doing insane like flips and and he's breaking backs over it. At one point he like severs a guy's head with a TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, so that part looks really fun and interesting. So I can't wait to see Jamie Foxx just go like Arkham Batman on some vampires. It just looks a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, you know, it really Snoop does. Holding it like a, I don't know, a minigun in a shopping mall. It, this is like kind of what I felt like army of the dead should have been, except this is with vampires. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of got like that type of vibe to me. Right. And this is, it's technically a comedy. Like that's yeah. what this is being sold as not being sold as a vampire film, like in the vein of say, Oh God, why can't I, you love vampire movies and I'm forgetting them or I need to not forget them. Um, well, it's just in the vein of other vampire films, more serious ones like world war Z or something like that. Dust till um, dawn. This, yeah, is, this feels more like a dust till dawn type vampire movie, right? Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely has that. Even though that yeah. I think was a little bit more on the serious side, uh, this they're really pushing the comedy angle and having Jamie Fox in there. Really, like one of the guys' like, names was Sex Machine. No, I mean the tone. The tone of it was the more. The tone still wasn't that serious. No. <laughs> They're loaded holy water and escorting. Oh, I remember it was Salma Hayek. Super soakers. Well, yeah, if you have to fight vampires, that makes it's sense. It's just funny. Like, I was like, it's just a sex machine. So there's, there's also, guys, if you go to the, there's a website called What's on Netflix. If you go there, you can scroll through and see pictures from the production, um, which is cool. But the trailer was very, very good. I saw it and immediately I'm like, yes, I'm down for this. Yeah, buddy. Uh, this is something I definitely would is definitely up my alley and something I would enjoy. So if you guys haven't seen the trailer yet, I don't know where you've been because it's kind of been all over the place. Has has it been? I mean, I saw you talk about it. That's how I found out about it. (laughs) Eric was like, yeah, let's do this. I was like, what is this? I was definitely down. Yeah. I saw it. I, I get a, I get emails with what's coming up on Netflix. And so you told me like all these trailers and this was one of them. So I saw that mm-hmm. and I could be watch it and it was just fantastic. So I'm very, very much looking forward to this one. Hopefully. Yes. So on a less <laughs> yes. and on a less serious of, well, yeah, this is less serious clearly than, than the vampire hunting movie. Uh, we know that Beavis and Butthead of take over the universe, whatever it was mm-hmm. called, just came out the movie. And now the show um, it is coming. They're bringing a show back to Paramount Plus, and there was a trailer for that as well. And it's exactly what you think and expect the Beavis and Butthead trailer to be. Yep, it was uh, great. It was glorious. I still have to see the movie. I, I can't get a too. Paramount Plus thing. I want to. It's on the list. I've actually been catching up on Superman and Lois, but I saw this and I was like, oh, this is – I'm so happy they're back, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yep. So it was – again, it's exactly what you'd expect from them, just more of the same. Uh, it's going to be – uh, a nice return 
to this to this show this week. I'm assuming I don't know if it's going to be a weekly released or just job dumped all at once. I have no idea. But this Who one do is you like more Beavis or Butthead. Uh, I think Beavis. Me too. I'm more of a Beavis fan. I like Beavis. He just he yeah. always gets himself into funnier altercation. You know, and that and it's like, how could you not? Cornelio? Yeah. Like, how could you not love Cornelio? Yeah, much more. I definitely more of a Beavis mm. guy. Um, but it kind of gets annoying after a while. But I'm definitely much more of a Beavis. But this, yeah, guys, this trailer. If you saw the movie, it's just more of the same. If you've ever watched the show, it's more of the same. It's specifically called Mike Judges Beavis and Butthead now, not just Beavis and Butthead. Um, so, but it's cool to have this show back, and uh, it's gonna it's cool to be having a, a couple of third seasons we're gonna be talking about as well. One of them, I'll start with the more comedic side, is the return of Harley Quinn to HBO Max. Yeah, buddy, this is it. This trailer looks very, very interesting. Uh, if you know what happened, her and Ivy are together now. Um, and it's very strangely faithful to some material that we've had, but obviously with a more comedic slant to it. Uh, Joker figures prominently in this one mm-hmm. from the trailer. Uh, even Batman and Nightwing... Uh, Nightwing was so funny in this. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah. this is good." Nightwing <laughs> is just—he's everyone making fun of. Bat- I get it. I get it. I get. It. I like. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. The so show is so clever. It is. It's very well done, and uh, the trailer is just more of the same. Like if you watch the show, you're gonna love it. And uh, all the other characters are back: King Shark, Clayface. Uh, I didn't see any of what's the the short. Dr. Psycho? Yeah, Dr. Psycho. He was there for a little bit. He did a quick cut. He's there. Yeah, so that one looks good again. That show was just such a surprise (laughs) for me. That I, so I've, well, because it was on DC Universe when it started, and yeah. you know, it, it obviously made the jump because it was just so successful. But man, like it just it's I think it's up there with like Batman and Superman animated series. Like I think it's like top tier DC. I agree animation. with that. Yes, I agree. I do. It's a different kind of vibe, but it, it's def- the quality of it is definitely mm-hmm. up there. Like it's very very well done. So and the voice acting is all fantastic. Uh, I'm so impressed so. with Quoco and her uh, Harley Quinn. Yep. Like I was a little bummed out that it wasn't obviously Tara Strong, like right. everybody else probably was. But like three seasons in, I'm like, wow, she's she's got her own. I I like her her spin on Harley. Like her voice is different. Clearly, it's not. She's not doing the same thing. It's similar, but it's it is different. And there's like a it's it's very distinctive. And uh, I'm really I'm really into that and. I'm I'm very pleased with everything she did with Harley, so she, I'm impressed with that. So just again, like the series in general, just continues to just be so good and have so much quality. Yep. And then it it it, it like toes that line with humor perfectly. Yeah, and they're not a they. It's obviously it's an adult show. They push the envelope. It's very very uh, smart, very smart mm. show as well. So season three's coming. It looks crazy. And uh, can't wait. It comes out August. Is that August 13th? I think I saw. I don't know. I think that's what it says at the end. So. And another season three we're getting. And this one I know comes out the end of this month. Starts the end of this month, I believe. And it's, of course, I'm talking about Stargirl. Uh, which is I have still have not finished all of season two. I'm towards the end. 
I have to finish it, but it looks this to me looks like the best season yet. It it gets better and better with every season. Uh, it's really interesting how this really is basically superhero suburbia. Yeah, right. Like everyone lives with it, it their their neighbors and they're reformed or whatnot, and that's what mm-hmm. they're kind of selling us selling us this year. And it's it's unlike anything we've really seen. Like we've seen you know, heroes and villains in a, in a shared universe, but we've never really kind of seen them coexist. And I think that's kind of what the show kind of allows you to, allows itself to be different, you know, mm-hmm. that and it's set in like a suburban setting. So it's just, it's very unique in itself. It's, it's, it's secluded. Like, you know, when, when these people have feuds in Nebraska, like no one hears it, <laughs> you know, that's true. That's true. So um, it's it's very fascinating to me, and I'm very interested to see what happens and who pops up this year. Last year we got a little teases of Jade and JSA. So um, you know, and the, as they've been doing throughout the show. So I'm wondering who pops up now and what further surprises. I'm, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see what happens with Starman and Star Girl, and the, all the possibilities of just living with living next to you, like your enemy. It's very interesting. Yes, and um, obviously this the trailer focuses heavily on the Starman return, um, Joel McHale's character, mm-hmm. which it's always weird when I see him kind of play a non-comedic role. Uh, but um, what is he from? You know, huh? What he started on Talk him? Soup way back when. Really? Yeah, he was the well, first really... Talk Soup guy. Uh, was he? Yeah, that's where he got his start. Yep. Yep, and then he was on. I had no idea. Was it Community? Was he on Community? John I think he was on Community on NBC. I believe he was one of the stars of that show as well. But that those are again, those are more comedy topics. Showing range. Yeah, this is much more of a serious role for him. And uh as I guess as serious as a superhero show could be. <laughs> but uh, you know, he's I like watching him uh, do all these things and, and stretch his range. So but Where, the, the, how far along in season two are you, you said? I'm midway through. Okay. So I still have ways to go. Um, but are you not enjoying it? No, I am. I just, or you just don't have time. Like what's preventing you from, I feel like you binge stuff. Well, I did. I was watching it and then I got on the stranger things train and I, oh, I got you. You got a little I started doing I see. One. I understand. Yeah. So I got to go back to it. And finish I just wasn't it. sure if you, I, cause I know you started later cause yeah. like, I watched it and I was like, Oh, Eric watched this. And you're like, no, everything you told me to watch sucks. No, and then everyone's like, Batman. Eric, watch this. And you're like, okay, somebody else to watch it. No, really just Batwoman sucks <laughs> that you told me. I'm not. Just Batwoman. Just Batwoman. Uh, I wish one. you would like watch the Killer Croc episode at least. That was fun. If you're telling me now to pare it down to specific episodes, that doesn't say much for the show. Well, I, because I want, like, I'm trying to think of self contained stories. I don't care about that. And I'm trying. Well, yes, yeah, this way it's all summed up in one thing. You get to see them at their best. Like, because I'm like, I keep telling you, like, watch season three. You're like, no. So I'm like, okay, well, if you watch this. Like, if you're going to watch something, you should watch the Poison Ivy arc. It's three episodes. So I was thinking of something a little bit smaller. Like, I'm not going to go com- back and I can't watch. see you committing three hours to Batwoman, but I can see you committing like, f- w- you know, one hour. <clears throat> I'm just, uh, but I'm not going to go back to now watch a show that's not continuing. That it doesn't, doesn't matter. Just, I just want you to be like, you're right. You were right. Well, I'm it not going to say that because the quality of the show. You just say it doesn't suck because it doesn't suck. That's all I'm asking for. It's <sighs> a little redemption. That's all. 
What does it matter if you like it? That's all that matters. Because I, I just want I just I, I just want Eric to tell me that I was right on this. That Batwoman isn't a flaming pile of shit. That's all. Like I just want you to say you're right. It, it got better from season two to season three. That's what you've been saying, and you just just say you're right. Well, I felt like I watched the first episode of season two, <clears throat> and I thought it was good, but much improved from season one. Oh yeah. So I mean, I, look, I'm going to defend the show to the end of time. Like me and Batwoman are going down in a blaze of glory against Eric and his militia. Militia, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm taking you down, bro. All you Batwoman haters are going down. Oh Jesus, we're coming. Lewis Black is back, guys. <laughs> Lewis Black has returned. Lewis Black, Lewis we're Black. coming for you. You're not going to stop me. Me and Team Batwoman are coming to kick ass to take names. Duct taping you to chairs. There and you're is. watching season three. Yep. Oh, no. Who's the guy in Anchorman? The one who plays <laughs> Champ? That's who you sound like, too. That actor. Right? Champ. Yes. <laughs> the sound like sportscaster? Him. Yes, you sound like Champ. As long as I'm not bald. <laughs> as long as I'm not bald, man. Nothing against baldies, Justin. I love you. I like your I love Larry David. I miss you. Sorry. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I was going into Anchorman. Uh, all right. So we have a couple more trailers to go through. Uh, one of them kind of caused a lot of, I won't say controversy, but it's very mixed on people's reaction to. Uh, and I'm talking about the Munsters, the Rob Zombie trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I agree with one critique of it. It should have been all in black and white. Um, that's something I think they should have, he should have done. Because uh, I Maybe just feel like be, huh? the material works better that way. But it's pretty I'll much. i to that. It's pretty much in line with what the show was. So I don't understand all the the yeah, mixed takes. Um I really liked the trailer. It took me it's gonna take me a while to get used to this guy as Herman Munster. Fred well, Gwynn, right? Like that's yeah. his name. Uh I thought he was really amazing. So it's it's like it's like it's tough for me to think of somebody else. Like he can't he the but I could see the mannerisms and I, the way he reacts to people, like the fainting thing. Like I could see old school Herman Munster reacting the same way when he's like, oh, well, you know, when they're like, oh, we'll have to get used to that. Or that's a weird way of saying hello. Like th- those, those like hardcore Munster elements that are always in the episode. But it's like, he's just, his voice is different. I wish it was a little deeper, but it's like fine because I really dig Sherry Moon as Lily. And even though Grandpa Munster is his, his mustache is crazy, I kind of dig it. It's interesting. I want to see what it's like. I'm very curious. I, I, I didn't mind that it was in color, but if it was all in black and white, I really liked it. I would have really liked it more. I'm sorry. So, but I'm really positive on it. I think this is really interesting. I think yeah, this I- is really a cool idea. And I think Rob Zombie it would be the one guy I would actually believe who could do this. Well, that was, but that was the weird thing for me, though. It totally wasn't a Rob Zombie type of what I would expect from him, um, because of what we gotten in the past. So it was very much a different. Uh, yeah, but he likes this like monster stuff. Like he yeah. likes monster stuff. So I could see why he would be a try. This is like you know, it's not as crazy as like Kenny Powers doing Halloween, in my right. opinion. Oh yeah, you no, know? I mean, definitely he he that's what he does. So it's okay in that vein, but this is definitely more of a comedic style of mm-hmm. show. It always was, um, yeah. And the fact that he was able to keep it because that that's the first thing I noticed. I was watching him like it's pretty much in the same spirit of the show. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how how it's received when it finally comes out. But the trailer definitely does justice to the original material. Like, like I don't 
this can't be better than the show. It can't. No. But as long as it's made well and done respectfully, it could be a wonderful companion piece to the show, you know? Yeah, and it'll bring it could bring new people to their the show and because if you dig this, you should watch the show and then you'll fall in love. And then it's because I mean, let's be honest, the monsters is just like amazing television. It just is. It's so funny. Yep, it is. I mean, it's even some of the material, even though it's dated, it still works if you watch it now. So it's it's very it's very good show. And uh, so I hope this does well. I hope this brings more people to to the monsters and then they go back. And I hope this creates buzz for a real good Frankenstein, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, maybe I I would love to see a, a a wonderful flat top Frankenstein modern interpretation. Rob zombies, Frankenstein. (laughs) Uh, if he wants to do it, I mean, at this point, I don't care who does it. I'd rather have that than not. Yes. So Pete, did you watch the original orphan, the movie? No, I didn't. Okay, well. But I did watch the trailer that you suggested. Yes. But I bring that up because Isabel Furman, who plays, um, God, why am I forgetting her? Esther. Um, she's back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one came out in 2009. So it's been, I believe. So it's been, what, 12 years? Long time. But that movie creeped me out to like no end. Anytime movies with little kids who are evil always creep me out. And it turned in mm. the original film. If you watch it, it turns out she's when you say, you know, is this like, cause I, I haven't seen this. When you say original film, is this a reboot? No, this is a sequel. Okay. To the film orphan, which came out in 2009. Okay. Now and she, orphan lo- is she not look a like reboot. Dorothy Orphan's from original. doom patrol. <laughs> That's she? funny. Yeah, right? she does. Yeah, she did actually. So it's not like a monkey. <laughs> so the first one starred Vera Farmiga and Peter Sarsgaard. And I'm not going to get into it. If you, mm-hmm. if you want to watch it, watch it. If we could talk off air about what it actually was about. And you enjoyed um, it. I did like it. It's just, like I said, it's very creepy. Yeah, um, how, um, how make Colette Sarah actually did this and he's doing, what is he? Did he see the one who just did black Adam? Yeah, I believe so. Oh no, Blue Beetle. He's doing Blue Beetle. Ooh, okay. So it's the same director. Another horror the- director making a jump to a DC property. Yeah. So this movie is was very, very creepy. Again, with anything with kids is always always is. The story is kind of creepy. I don't want to talk about it. Well, I guess I can. If even if you watch it. So this is worth adding to the Halloween rotation. I mean, I know we're reaching uh people <laughs> are getting ready for Halloween already. I know Andy D. Genova, yeah, man. Badcast is is buying decor as we speak. So, I mean, that I was guess cra- I, I will have to add the, these two movies to my rotation. Yeah, he's on a special mailing list. I didn't even know they had those for Halloween specifically. But Andy, if there's Halloween stuff, yeah, yeah. Andy's going to find it. So, <laughs> that's was there. But yeah, uh, so the, the sequel picks up where the first movie left off. And she's, they kind of go back. She was put in a mental ho- hospital. They go back to her. Julia Stiles takes the Vera Farmiga role, I believe, in this one. I believe she's just playing Julia Styles. Really? I yeah. haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. So the trailer is very much, much of the same, except that Esther now seems to have be much more powerful than she was in the first one. Um, this one's called first kill. So we're going to actually see uh, what's going on there. But um, if you like the first film, I definitely think you'll like this one for, for just from what the trailer gives away. It doesn't give away. I'll see much. how much it is on iTunes. So maybe you could find, even find it on like, Prime for free. 
Hmm. Yeah, Prime. It might be there. Or do. I don't know. But yeah, you can maybe even check out there. Maybe just scroll. But it's definitely worth a watch. I any like I said, any kid creepy movie to me are always <laughs> always good scary things to watch because creepy kids are really more frightening than adults in my eyes. So um, definitely give it a watch. But what did you think of since you hadn't seen the first film? What did you think of the trailer? Um, it seems like kind of predictable to me. I, I looked at it. I was like, I, I wasn't to be honest. I wasn't really impressed. So uh, I should go back to the first one and see. We'll just you know give that a shot because um, I'm curious. I love horror movies, as you know. Right. So I will. I will gladly give this a chance. And you know, if you like the sequel, I'll give it a shot. Maybe it was just a bad trailer, but yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, I saw. I saw this. This isn't really like my type of horror movie. Um, mostly because it's like I don't know. That's not true because I love the Conjuring one. So I don't know. I don't know what it was about this one. I just it just didn't really move the needle for me. Did you like, like the Omen? I did like the omen. Okay. So uh, the child possession thing isn't a problem for me. I'm trying to just try to, ah, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't really strike me. So, but uh, I will give uh, the first one a shot because you like it. I'll give it a shot. Cause I always down to check out new horror movies. Yeah. It's again, I remember watching it just because I thought she looked so good in the role and she was so creepy. I'm like, oh, I want to see how she does. And she's fantastic. Um, but, it is just a very, very creepy film. And there's, I don't want to tell, talk too much about it because the story is what you find out at the end kind of leads into where this, the second movie is going to go. So watch it first. And then if you want, we could talk about it off air, but if there are any other orphan fans out there, hit us up, hit me up at least right now and tell me what you thought of the trailer. Uh, because it definitely does kind of up the ante to me a little bit from where the first one left off. So, all right, I believe we've done gone through our trailers. Somehow. I think it's the most trailers we've ever done in an episode. I think so. I think That's a lot. It's That's taken lot. up like the first twenty minutes of the show, so I, I, <laughs> I think we have. Yeah, I think this is a, that's a good call. All right, so let's go to a little bit more fun news because this I, when I saw this and you guys were talking about it in the chat the in our chat the other day, um, and then I got, finally got to read about it. Um, the Batman Returns One Dark Christmas Eve holiday book that's that <laughs> that's out or it's coming up uh this is fantastic like just if you guys haven't seen it go, click on the link and go check it out uh but um so good it's basically a poem or a song retelling the story retelling batman returns and it has to be read to the tune of god rest ye merry gentlemen and if you read if you look at the uh, how it's written it's written in lyric style right so it has all the uh, rhymes and certain th- it's very very clever the illustration is very clever too very very well done um but pete since you're the biggest batman returns fan go ahead speak on this one i already have this on pre-order <laughs> i didn't i didn't even know i didn't read anything about it eric i just saw it and bought it i was like oh this is a christmas batman i was like yes i'm just gonna blindly buy this I had no idea it was written lyrically. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read anything. I just saw the cover <laughs> and was like, I need to own this. So I just threw my $25 at <laughs> this publisher, whoever it is. And I was like, yes, I will buy this. Um, but uh, I'm excited um, to get it. I can't wait to see what it is. I'm going to hopefully FaceTime Rick Shue. This way I can sing it to his children <laughs> on Christmas Eve night before Santa comes. Uh, I'm just, 
it, it was the coolest thing ever. And just to see my, my, uh, my duck in a more modern fashion would be interesting. See somebody else's interpretation of the ducks. Great. Uh, just everything around me is just tingling with joy. So I'm very excited to <laughs> tingling my, with joy. Yeah. I just, I'm pumped. Like Batman returns to Christmas Eve and Christmas and everything is just, it's such a, a wonderful pairing. It really is over it is. the time, you know, especially the 30 years. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I, I, I got, jet to do a batman return show so yeah that's true i i I can uh, i can do anything at this point (laughs) well i'm kind of looking at it this way if you if you're one of those families that traditionally might read like a um the night before christmas maybe you want to mix it up with this one this year throw this one (laughs) into the rotation uh, if you're a Batman fan, especially, but it's drawn by JJ Harrison, who also did the Die Hard Christmas um, picture book. So that's pretty cool. And then Ivan Cohen is the writer. Uh, he did Space Jam and New Legacy, Batman and Scooby Doo Mysteries. Uh, so if you guys are familiar with their work, this would be more up that alley. But it does look fantastic. And I might even. I'll purchase it because I really, really do think you it's should. going to be excellent. You so should looking- buy one and send it to Rick as well. It <laughs> it comes out. Apparently, it's going to ship on September thirteenth. So that's the shipping day for it. It's right. a hardcover. Any other information you guys want to know? You could check out the link. On I that. didn't need any information. I just bought. It. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Pete didn't care about any of that. He was just buying it from <laughs> the jump, which is cool. I, which I respect very, very much. So that's awesome. All right, so. Stick. Let's stick in the Bat World for a little while, and let's go to Batgirl. Oh now, God, yes, yes. Yeah, so the directors of Batgirl are also the guys who created and were behind Ms. Marvel, which just finished on um, Disney Plus, and they also did obviously famously Bad Boys for Life. Uh, so they're 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 kind of um, legend is kind of growing now with each one because Ms. Marvel was fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, guys, definitely give it a watch. It was very very well done. That's right, and nobody. Um, Nobody loves the Marvels more than Eric Holzman. Totally so not true. Know, anyway, when, when the Marvel's <laughs> biggest fan signs off on something Marvel related, you know it's legit because Captain Marvel, best movie that year. No, right? Ms. I, Marvel, best show of this year, better than Obi Wan. No, you saw the quotes. Eric said it. No, Ms. No. Marvel, better than Obi Wan. Here we go, bro. Pete Here likes to embellish, guys. If you haven't known by now, Pete likes to embellish the things, and this is another one of his fantastic embellishments. But uh, you did you not love Captain Marvel? I liked it. You liked it. You liked it. You enjoyed it. You think it's great. No, I liked you, you it. Thought, you thought Brie also was great as Captain Marvel. If you guys want, if you guys want to know my true feelings on the MCU, I'll send you my letterbox link. And Captain Marvel is on the bottom part of it. It's not on the bottom. Eric was the biggest Captain Marvel defender when the movie came out. No one was preaching more than Eric. I defended her performance. I didn't defend the movie. You, you said the movie was breathtaking. Okay. See now <laughs> the embellishment. This is where it turns, guys. It gets even further. Eric was like, "This is the greatest movie since The Dark Knight." The de-aging technology on Samuel L. Jackson totally takes you into the film and creates an amazing retro perspective of Zaddy-like proportions. <laughs> oh, boy. That's totally false. <laughs> all fabricated. Holzman! But it's okay. It's all right. I'm, I'm fine. Let's Eric get back, to, let's get back to the Batgirl story. Hello, Batgirl. Hello, Eric Holzman. Back to the story. Uh, so obviously, Miss Marvel was an origin story, and so was Batgirl. But there's obviously differences because 
Miss Marvel. She's a teenager. Batgirl's a grown woman with a job. So this was their quote when they're talking about the tone and the age of the character. And they said, well, the thing is that it's also an origin story, but obviously Batgirl's in Gotham City. So it's going to be much darker than Ms. Marvel. Um, and our main character is older. I mean, she's not a teenager. She already has a job. But I think that we're still going to try to have the same visual vibrancy that is our trademark, you could say. And homages to the comic book. Homages also to the animated series of Batman and the Tim Burton movies. So that's what we're trying to do with that. But obviously, it's going to be a bit darker than Ms. Marvel's world. Now. That's all like just music to my ears. Yes. I mean, this is. Like comics, B-Taz, Burton. Like, yes. Okay. These guys are I can't wait to see what these guys have in store for us. Yeah. I mean, this, those references are very, very, um, have a, are very, very specific. So you, you and adding Keaton, knowing Keaton's going to be in the movie too, mm-hmm. the Burton angle is even bigger, right? So you, you understand those things. And, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how they do this because I, my frame of reference from them, from them now is bad boys for life, Ms. Marvel. And then of course it's going to be Batgirl. So, so um, it just gets better and better, to be honest with you. And I haven't watched Miss Marvel yet, but I, I know it's fantastic. It's very good. It's very good. Um, obviously, Batgirl is also written by Christina Hodson, uh, who did Birds of Prey. She's also did The Flash. So we have a, gr- a good writer behind this as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very looking forward to this show, uh, this movie, sorry, that still is slated as a HBO Max release. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be theatrical by the time uh, when it's all said and done. Zaslav, baby. But um, yeah, that's why I think so. But uh, they also were asked. They also asked them about the difference between working with uh, in Marvel and with DC, um, and it's really just more about the tone, obviously, which would which would make a lot of sense, right? Like we know that Marvel tends to have a more uh, a younger tone, a more I don't want to say playful or joyful, but just more of that kind of more family oriented type deal where DC usually is not. We just talked about Harley Quinn, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. we have examples of that there and uh, it's going to be very, very fun to watch this movie. I can't wait. Uh, Leslie Grace is fantastic um, and everything I've seen her in. So I'm really, really looking forward to this, this movie. And uh, these guys, again, their, their legend just keeps growing because everything I've seen from them now I've enjoyed. So that and they're they're fun to interact with, you know. Like their social media is interesting. They're they, they're good at the teasing stuff. So they're 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 good with the fans. I think they have a very positive energy. I think they bring bring like a lot of enthusiasm to this, and they seem to really care, which is like the most important thing. Like they seem to be fans themselves. So yes, I think uh, I think Batgirl's in good hands. I think Keaton's in good hands. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, with the, the fact that they have the same writer, to, like The Flash, and this has the same writer too, and we know Keaton's in both films. It's kind of you kind of know their mm-hmm. the connection is there already, and it's just gonna whatever's gonna happen. Um, it's just we're in really good hands. I feel with these characters going forward. So, uh, and hopefully that maybe they'll if it's good they'll do a sequel, or whatever they do going on in the future. Fingers crossed. Maybe they'll be the Russo brothers of the DC. Who knows? Don't know. They've made right. good movies outside of. <laughs> They've made one good movie outside. Speaking of the Russo brothers, they have a new movie coming out too on Netflix. Which is getting but we're not going to talk about it because I don't think it looks good. So That's right. It's not. It doesn't look good. <clears throat> no, uh, it's we'll not. Leave that alone. 
All right, Reno, so, shout out to Reno, the only one who listens. <laughs> so we have, we got, we'll switch houses for a little while. Let's go over to Marvel for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to start with news that was kind of sad to me, but reading the story, it kind of, I guess, makes sense. Um, Daniel Kal, Kal, I can never say his name. Kaluuya, that's it. Daniel Kaluuya, obviously, who's known for um, other films. He played Wakabi in uh, Black Panther, the first one, who's Okoye's husband. And he won't be returning for, uh, he's not in Wakanda forever. Uh, so it's kind of sad because uh, I like him as an actor and I like mm-hmm. his character. Uh, but he said it was just scheduling having to do with he was working on a film and he couldn't fit in. So what they've done is Winston Duke's character, Mbaku, they've kind of elevated him into more of a role for for Wakanda Forever. So, Pete, are you familiar with Kaluuya outside of Black Panther? I'm not from uh, – oh, with Kaluuya, yes. Like, okay. was, I'm looking forward to Nope, and right. obviously there was uh, a Get Out, and yes. he's been in a bunch of – bunch bunch a bunch of things so uh I, he's somebody who whenever i see him i always look forward to his next project yeah so it's kind of sad right we never you don't have uh yeah but like I, to be honest wakanda forever for me is just like oh man what's gonna happen with this movie it's yeah it, I, i've just been feeling that way for a while about this film right i mean we've both famously said we feel like they should have cast t'challa uh, which they haven't. We know that the production was was hit with COVID and Letitia Wright's um, anti-vaccine stance, and you know that kind of slowed things down. And so this the production on this film has not been smooth to say the least. And uh, you know this is just another bit of news that everyone expected he'd be back, and now we just know he's not. So uh, kind of disappointing, but I have faith in the directors and. Marvel oh yeah, like I'm sure they'll make an Asian movie. But just like I'm like, well, how is this going to happen without T'Challa? I know, just interesting. But at the same time, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm more pumped for do- uh, dope for nope. nope than I am for uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, nope. I've seen um, new trailers for it. Uh, going just going to the movies, it's been they've been on the big screen. It does look really damn good. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. All right, so now let's let's hop into the segment that's this thing that's become a weekly segment for us. Uh Madam Web, guys. Madam Web. Uh <laughs> so first it should be a weekly segment. It should be. I mean, you know, I, I look forward to the next movie that takes over the Madam Web segment. What's the next superhero movie next? I feel like that's it. I don't even know what comes up next. I know. So first let's start with the cast. Adam Scott has been added to the cast of Madam Web. Uh Again, another one of these we have no idea who he's playing type of <laughs> type of casting announcements. But if you know Adam Scott uh, from other um, from his other work, uh, you know who he is. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of something he's been. He was just in that show on Apple Apple TV, the Severance. Yes, he was the star, one of the stars of Severance. He was in that, so he's going. He was added to the cast. Uh, that of course we know has Dakota Johnson as the lead role. Emma Roberts is in it. Um, Emmy nominated Sydney Sweeney from White Lotus and Euphoria. She's also in the cast. Um, so it's, it's got a huh? Mike Epps. Yep, Mike Epps, which we talked about last show. Yeah. <laughs> so our another our it's weekly taking cast. shape. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what this movie's about, man. Like 
Well, oh, Pete, I have goodness. news for you. Really? We, ha- we have a little bit of news on what the movie's going to be about. Ooh, um, Charlie. We know, well, one of the things we know anyway is that it's it's everything's being set up for some reason in Boston to shoot uh, this movie. I don't know why it's not shooting in New York. Maybe it's some kind of tax-related thing. We are Red Sox um, fans. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, it's going to be filmed in Boston. They, they've been seen around town, apparently setting up scenes from New York. Uh, they also have the 3G speed, like when 3G was the thing in early 2000. So mm-hmm. that's the time period it's going to take place in. Um, Beyonce's 2003 Dangerously in Love album is also in, oh. in, in it. So we have an idea, at least some details now coming out of what the what time period the movie is going to take place in. Um, but we still don't know exactly the story so at least we have a time frame though so we can look back now if, i wonder if you're starting to put things around in your head about where this might li- may lie in the spider-verse um you know wasn't prequel well wasn't um venom also an earlier time period am i wrong in- i thought venom happened in real time okay i meant i thought it would have been an early time period, but i guess i'm wrong oh no everyone said it should have been <laughs> something from early that's what it was uh the, the way it was told, it would have fit better like as like a late 90s film. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. that's what it was. So that's why I'm getting confused. But yeah, so at least we have that, guys. We know that it's it's an early 2000s. We're just getting series. closer till we find out real information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Because it's know. like, how many more people can they cast in this movie? Yeah, it is crazy that. But again, it's a good sign that it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm very interested to see what they do. I'm just like, you know, the more, the less I know, the more I'm interested in. They really got me hooked. And I think all the casting's great. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a name I've heard that I've been like, oh, crap, that one's going to be in it. So. And uh, I kind of hope, you know, uh, you know, small, small appearances of a Spider-Man. I don't care which one it is. I just, I think it would be cool if I saw Madam Web interact with the Spider-Man. That's all. Maybe. I mean, there have been rumors. There were rumors thrown out about that, whether it's Tom Holland or not. What if they introduce Miles? I don't know. Like, it'd be any Spider-Man. That's true. It could be. But uh, Peter would be the probably the traditional choice. It could be. It might be a good way for them to do that if they ever want to go forward having both we'll of see. them. I don't know. It could be a good way to do that. Uh, again, with the multiverse now, we have all the possibilities there. We have every single kind of possibility going forward. All right. <laughs> uh, Manscaped product alert. You asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just brought back the ultra smooth package. It's time to stop, drop, and order this premium shaving kit. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave to go bare down there, then the ultimate smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with our code Gotham. Now, as we've been saying, this is not an, the electric shaver. This is an actual razor. Um, but it's not your average razor. It's smaller, thicker, with a micro comb bar that allows for the best shave possible from any angle. Uh, this is summertime, and you know beach balls are meant to be smooth. So why don't you make yours smooth as well? I think that's an important thing if this is your thing. Uh, it comes with, there's a three-step process. There's the crop exfoliator. 
which is infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. And the crop gel, as you can see where you're shaving with their clear shaving gel just for the groin. And then the shaver, which of course is the razor. So you guys can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunch ultra smooth package from the fellas at Manscaped. And as always, your balls will thank you. Well, Eric, my balls thank you because <laughs> without your wonderful Manscaped alerts, my balls wouldn't be as hydrated or as smooth as they are now. So, Eric, my balls are in debt to you. That is so weird. I'm um, just saying because of your because of what you do and what you bring to the people, everyone's balls who listens to this show are better off because of you. Well, if they're taking advantage of our code, then yes. That's well, so they'd be gender. stupid not to. You're right. They would be. Definitely and guys, daddy. even if it's Definitely just for the daddy. other products, honestly, because even if you don't want to buy the manscaping stuff, like the body spray, the scent of all of their th- stuff is so good. Like, yeah, if you if you don't want smooth balls like all the cool kids, uh, you could you know buy yourself some nice deodorant, yeah. some shampoo, yep, lip body balm, wash. yeah, you know, yep. So all they have all other products, not just the grooming stuff. That's what they're known for. Their name kind of gives that away. <laughs> But uh, you could definitely look, you know, go for more male hygiene products as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they have great boxers. Yeah, the boxers are good too. The boxers are fantastic. So, so definitely do all those. Um, you know, go through there. Just go to the website and check out all that they have to offer. Because and your balls are now indebted to Eric. <laughs> well, Pete too. No, no. My, my, <laughs> my balls owe it to you. So therefore, everyone's balls owe it to you. Just because I do the reads. You are mean... like, you're the champion of our balls. <laughs> Thank you. That's the truth. That's it. You're a testicular okay. champion. That's, That's good. You are. I have a lot of testicular fortitude as you well. You do. Very, very, very much. You have the testicles of a whale. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't even even know what to say to that. Like like Eric has to walk around with a wheelbarrow, like in South Park. Like he's ready because his balls are so big. No. But they're smooth. (laughs) They're smooth balls. There's not a hair on those things. Okay, moving forward. Or a vein. It's like that's how smooth they are. Let's move forward from this topic. Uh, (laughs) Not important anymore. So last week, uh, we gave a little bit of update on She-Hulk because we know that's coming. Um, we've gotten a trailer already now. Um, star Tatiana Maslany uh, talks about a little bit more in depth about the, the character and why mm. she was kind of hesitant uh, to join. And this is what she said. When I read the pilot, this was such an unexpected take on a superhero story. It's so human. There's really great explorations of the mundanity of life and really great ways. And also it's speaking to something that I'm really interested in, which is when you suddenly start seeing getting seen as something, then you're seen as one thing and you become commodified as that thing. What this show does, but in a funny and an unexpected way is deal with this idea. She goes on to say, um, how do you own the wholeness of what your body is when something has happened to you or you're suddenly seen so different on, or there's an expectation on you that you behave, behave in certain ways because of how you look. There's all these undertones that I find really compelling in the subtext of this story. Also, what is the expectation of a female superhero versus a male superhero? 
It's incredibly different. So I think with what we've seen so far uh, and with this kind of exp explanation, if you're not interested in Warren, I think this kind of peaks, uh, kind of adds to it, in my opinion. Um, her little because she did give, give did give away a little bit um, where they're mm. going and what the plot might is going to be and how it's going to be crafted. I think it's great. She says basically everything that came before it was lame. This is the only thing that really has some real character to it, and that's the reason why I'm doing this project. It's kind of and to put it bluntly, like it was the only thing that really kind of sparked her interest. That's really what she said, and uh, you know it, it's got some powerful messages. I think at a time in the country where maybe those messages need to be heard for some people. Right. Like yeah. it seems to be uh, a, a very powerful voice and, you know, she Hulk is a very important character. So we'll see where it goes, but there will be that humor involved into it. So I wonder if that may come off as diluting the actual message. We'll see. We can only judge it when we see it, but you know, like everything that you hear sounds great with this. This yeah. really sounds like it's going to be something special. I think, I think we're going to see something like star girl quality. Okay. Well, we know Marvel has obviously made it a point to highlight their female superheroes um, in this phase four. So it was whether it was Kate Bishop or Kamala Khan, Jane Foster, mm -hmm. Yelena Belova. Um, and like when I say like Stargirl, because I, I feel like it's contained into like a smaller part, like of something bigger, like you know, like where that takes place, like in Nebraska, this takes place in New York. Like She Hulk isn't going to go around doing like intergalactic mission, right? Like she's going to kind of right. be self-contained. So like, but you know, that that's where I was going with that. Like I was well, just I mean, we do know. Out. Yeah. We do know that the Hulk, uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk will be here. Bruce Banner. Um, Benedict Wong also will be here. Um, Sorcerer Supreme. So <clears throat> I don't, we don't know much more about what their role is and how they fig figure into her story, but uh, we'll see. We will see. But yeah, I, I, I know you've been really hyped about this project from the first time it was announced. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a, this is going to be a fun one. I really, I really believe in this one. This may, for me, this may rival Falcon. Okay. Well, more casting news in the MCU. Uh, and this is uh, someone who's familiar with the Disney label because he has worked in a star Wars um, movie. He was Han Solo in Solo, and Alden Ehrenreich will be joining the Ironheart series uh, once again. No idea what character he's going to play, but um, yeah, he's going to be joining Dominique Thorne, Anthony Ramos, Lyric Ross, and Manny Montana. And of course, we know Ironheart is the story of Riri Williams, who's the genius inventor and who kind of reverse engineered Iron Man's suit. And uh, as Pete famously says he doesn't care about the Iron characters, but. <laughs> but I liked Han Solo's solo movie more yeah. than Rick Shu, fake Star Wars fan. <laughs> so I'm interested in this because I don't, I, this is a character I really do not know much about. So I'm interested in Ironheart and. Um, I'll watch it because I watched them all, but I, you know, like, and I'll probably be more forgiving to anything that they don't do source material wise. Cause I don't know anything really about Ruby Williams. Right. So like I'll, I'll kind of go out with a fresh pair of eyes and I can judge the show on its own, but uh, it's something I'll have to get to. It's not like priority viewing. Right. She's only been around for six years. I mean, she's mm. only was 2016 was her first issue in, in the comics. So um, 
you know, it's going to be interesting. She, so there's not a lot of material where you can go back and. But there's uh, enough material where you oh, can yeah. go back and catch up and not feel like, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be a Batman fan. Okay. Here's like 86 <laughs> years of history. You've got to read. It's like, uh, uh, you know, if someone really wants to catch up on Riri Williams, they can do so in probably a couple months. Yeah. You have, you have time uh, to do that. So yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, I really, I, like I said, I'm very interested in seeing what this, this story is and where they go with it and how it fits into the larger scale. Um, with the Iron character, because as we know, the seat is vacant right now. And you loved <laughs> you love all the Iron Man movies. Like, it's, it's I favorites. love the first one. Yeah, two and three. Um, some of your favorites, but they got progressively worse. You loved, yeah, they were great for you. So, you no, the first one to me is one of the best origin stories ever. It's it's okay, um, but it's not my favorite. That's well, you don't like Iron Man, so I, I like Incredible Hulk. You're biased. I'm not biased. biased. I'm just stubborn. Biased. <laughs> Holzman. <laughs> Eric Holzman. All right. So Shall a couple more stories, there? guys, and then they will wrap up. But the next one was, I know there are probably a lot of fans of John Wick out there. Uh, I surprisingly am one. I I wasn't on the train. When surprisingly? First... how? Why would it be surprising? They're fun yeah. movies. Yeah, I know. But, but when I first came out, I would, didn't really have much interest. And mm-hmm. when I saw the first, I'm like, oh, damn, I like this. So, yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah. So, I mean, the surprise, I surprised myself that I it's kind of had a fast and furious effect. Yeah. Like the first movie is, it's so different than kind of what it's become now. Like, there are those seeds planted, I guess, but like, I never thought John Wick would become what it has. Oh, no, you're right. 100%. I did not think we'd be heading into a fourth movie with a fifth one in production. Yeah. Uh, that's the crazy, um, crazy part. So, but with, there's going to be a spinoff starring Anna de Armas, and uh, they have added their writers. So um, Oscar winner Emerald Fennell from Promising Young Woman will be writing the script to Ballerina, which is the spinoff uh, from John Wick. Dude, the vigilantes are going to go crazy over this movie. <laughs> Nico loves uh, Fennell, and then Zeddy loves Armas. Like this movie is going to be covered like it's a, like it's a superhero movie. I yeah, I mean this. I mean, well, how could you not love Anna Darmus? I mean, number one. No, I get it, but no one loves her more than Zednik. Well, yeah, that's true. So um, it's like I, I can't wait for them to cover this movie. The weird thing is, Fennel is not going to be didn't write the Barbie movie coming out, but she's going to be in it as an actress. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, it's she's also wasn't she also like writing and directing the Zatanna movie? Yes, she's the one. Well, not writing. Yes, directing not. Okay, so they got her to write it, maybe possibly. But, yeah, but she's um, apparently she's writing it. So yeah, if that still happens with Zaslav, we have no idea what's happening. Who knows? Now, so you know but, what does happen? Eric winning championships. Okay. So yeah, Holzman, <laughs> eighteen uh, <laughs> time champion, greatest champion all time, beat you every day, Eric Holzman, champion of Long Island. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> yep. All right. So there's no word, guys, on when Ballerina is going to hit theaters, uh, but we do know that the next John Wick is coming out in March. This this coming March. I so, am excited. So yeah. So look forward to this. The, this project probably going to be fantastic. I, I'm just waiting to get more info on it. But 
And and we're I know this isn't in the John Wick universe, but we're still getting that vampire hunter movie by the John Wick guy. So it's like, you know, you're getting a lot of these crazy action movies. Yeah. Some people say they're over the top, but I I, I really enjoy this this type of like crazy action. Well, that's what the, it's just the strange, the weird thing. Like oh, all, all that. Everyone, and it was in Birds of Prey, by the way. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. But it's like all that's being done is superhero movies, and then you have these ones. I'm like, well, these aren't superhero movies. Why? Because they're action movies. They qualify. Like, what? Mm. I don't know. That I, I just I don't know. I love I like that action style. It's fun yeah. for me to watch. It is fun. Totally, it's total escapism. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. This is where I totally like Eric out. I'm like, this is my Fast and Furious. Like, I love these crazy fighting movies. <laughs> I love those Eric's movies. like I love cars in space. I'm like I love guys doing backflips and sideshow kicks. And- I don't know why I love those movies. I just do. They're just entertaining to me. Anyway, all right. So the la- this last story we're going to talk about is something that I uh, I really love, and I saved it for the la- for the last one because I think all everyone who's grown up as a kid and played with toys is going to love this. That Hasbro is starting a selfie series where you can become an action figure from either Star Wars, Marvel, Ghostbusters, GI Joe. Uh, and Power Rangers. So I don't know about you people. Once I saw this, I signed up for the email alert for them to let me know <laughs> when this could happen uh, because I'm interested. You could become Spider-Man. Uh, actually, I think I want to be a Ghostbuster. Okay. So yeah, right yeah. now it looks like you're limited to certain ones. It's, I find it weird that for Star Wars, they don't have a Jedi character, but they do have a Mandalorian, so. Now I'm curious. Like I know they they sc- they you send in the selfie, they scan it, they do their job, they print it. Does it also come with like a helmet? Like if you get a Mandalorian, does it come with like the Eric Holzman face and then the man? Can I order the Eric Holzman Mandalorian? Can I have the, can I have a Holzman figure? Well, I'm gonna get one. Um, apparently, I the definitely price think point- I'm gonna get Ghostbuster. Yeah, I I mean they all look pretty good. Uh, from but these again, these are just rough renderings, so I have no idea um, what you're actually going to get. It doesn't look like they have masks on them, which is kind of sad, especially for Spider Man. I'd like there to be a mask you could put on, um, but it doesn't look like you're going to have that opportunity. So, um, Snake Eyes too should have a helmet, like you said, Mandalorian should have a helmet, Stormtrooper. Um, That's why I thought Ghostbuster, yeah, Power Rangers, like all these other ones, you, you possibly you should have helmets with them. But uh, apparently the price point is going to be 60 bucks, which isn't the worst thing in the world. No. For an action figure of yourself, like it's kind of a custom job. The figure, like I think these figures are kind of like $27 anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Between 20 and 30. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is cool. Actually, Uh, I when I saw this story, I was like, all right, this is something I've kind of been waiting for my entire life. So like this, so you got a Mandalorian? No, I you can't order any of them yet. Oh, okay. But you want a Mandalorian. I actually want a couple of them. I'm not gonna get them all at once, but I'll I'll over time. So you're I'll just gonna have them. action figures of yourself? Sure. It's amazing. Why not? I'm gonna get an action figure of you. <laughs> can I get an can I get a can I get a Holzman face sculpt on Yoda? Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I would love that. Can Eric on Yoda. That would be fun. Uh, can that I get would a Rick be, figure? That would be awesome. Can I get a Rick figure? Can I get Rick as Superman? Oh, they don't have Superman yet, but if they do. I know it'd be great if they, if 
Yes, Rogue did have that license. Oh, that would be great. Can I get Rick Shue as Superman? <laughs> oh, they have. Maybe, well, maybe who owns the DC license? Can no. uh, it could be? It depends. Something like this. Yeah. It could be a McFarlane. I don't know if Swordmaster would do anything like this. Yeah, but then yeah, if they do that, we could even do it. Get one made for Rick. <laughs> oh my god. A Rick Shoe Superman action figure. That would be fantastic. Who doesn't want we dude, we would sell millions. That would be so millions fantastic. upon millions. So of fantastic. Rick Shoe action figure. Who doesn't want a Rick Shoe action figure? Oh my god. I yes, personally do. don't want one, but I understand yes, you why, do. why people would want one. I would dangle it from the ceiling like it's flying. <laughs> Hang it from the ceiling. Guys, Pete has a ceiling fan. He should just put the Superman hanging from there. And then he will fly fly around around the room. (laughs) I will have my own flying shoe. That would be fantastic. Rick shoe. Oh, God. I love that. Rick shoe. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh, man. Yeah. So, guys, (laughs) check that out. Again, if you're not part of it, you just go to the – if you read the article, it's a Slash Film article, There's a you can click on to go to the Hasbro Pulse website, and then you put in your email address, and they'll let you know when uh, when it starts. You can order it. Also on Hasbro Pulse, uh, because Javi alerted me of this, they're doing the No Way Home three-pack. Toby, Holland, Garfield. Nice. 100 bucks, three figures. That's nice. You know, and there's only a so so many they're going to make of that. So I, I personally, I already, I see, I have a Holland figure from Civil War. I didn't buy the ones from Far From Home because I didn't like the movie. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I have a Garfield figure from when Amazing 2 came out, but I don't have a Toby figure. I wasn't collecting them. I didn't really have money or a job. I think it was a sophomore high school just yet. I think it was like kind of like under the age limit. So I don't have a, a Toby action figure for that. That's the only reason I want it, but I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks for two figures. I don't want. It's a night is the price point is 90 bucks for the Marvel legends. No way home three pack. Um, the characters look pretty cool. I'm looking at it. They look now. great though. Yeah, they do. You can they have interchangeable stupid. hands. Yeah. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. They but, do pretty good work. Um, <sighs> Yeah, I wasn't going to spend a hundred bucks just for Toby. <laughs> What's he going to do that? This is the they also have. Well, they did years ago. I don't know if they. This is the one that also had. I think Hasbro Pulse is the one who put out the three hundred dollar transforming Optimus Prime. I think that maybe. Was them. I think they just did like a four hundred five hundred dollar Galactus. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. Bought it, Eric. Galactus. And I know they I, have. I think it's like I three know, feet tall. I know they have in development the um, Spangler's Proton Pack. Uh, really? From, yeah. I don't know how much that's going to cost, but that's not expected till next year. So, well, yep. They do some pretty I, cool it's stuff. It's got to light it. up and everything then, huh? It's got to. There's no way. Oh, yeah. it's going to be like $400. Yeah, this is one of the lo- their, their lab um, things that they do. So it's like. So what is it? like? It's like made to order. Yeah, and it's a high level. Yes, it's high level, and these are the things that always cost like three, four hundred dollars. It's definitely more expensive. Um, yeah, I'm but, pass on that. but yeah, but these are they have some cool stuff coming out, guys. You can go check out the when you sign up for the the selfie figures, you can go check out what else they have. As Pete said, they have the No Way Home pack coming, 
which apparently releases on August 1st. So you might want to get your orders in now, uh, depending because they're probably limited. I would imagine. So listen to the champ kids. Song Again, advice. all the information's on our on our Social. Twitter feed, on the Facebook page. You can find it all over the place. All these articles. Set, hit up Eric's Twitter feed. It's there. He's retweeting so. it. Yeah, Ken Holzman. All right, let's put a ball on this one, Pete. Tell them where they That's can it. find. We're done. That's We're it. done. Eric's had enough of me. It's been over an hour. <laughs> He's ending this. He's getting the hell out of this popsicle. We have stand. no more stories. We're storied out this week. That's it? It's been yeah. kind of a light week. Thank so. God. Thank you, Ezra. <laughs> um, but, uh, all right, let me, let's, let's kick off the shindig in style now, shall we? Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one. That's the podcast you're listening to right now, straight out of Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow podcast number two. That's the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. That is the podcast that I co-host with Chicago's finest, Nicholas and Nico Caruso, uh, at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. Uh, I do a monthly appearance on the Batman Book Club. That's Lauer's podcast. Yes, please download it. It's a fantastic show. We all love it. I was only joking. Let's not be serious. I, I would never tell anyone not to listen to Lauer's show. Now... <laughs> Follow at Team Yellow on Twitter. Hit me up. I'm all over Batman on film. I got articles on comic books and movies and animated movies and toys. And I'm on YouTube with Mr. Uslin and Tara Strong. And then Eric re- interviewed Rebecca Romaine and she slept him his number and all that stuff. And uh, Eric might have slept with Sam Darnold's mother. Um, so all this kind of interesting stuff that everyone likes to talk about. I'm not spreading any rumors at all. She so Rebecca Romain slipped me my number, which is what you just said. Slipped yeah. him his number. It was great. It was a great trip. <laughs> Eric gave her his business card and she gave it right back to him. So Eric slipped him his number. So Eric tried to. Right with uh, Jerry O'Connell there, too. That's also well, that, that's how reckless I am. I, that's why I was there. I was there to distract him while Eric <laughs> was trying to give Rebecca Romain his number, but she gave it back to him because she was there with her husband. So that's what I mean. Like she she slipped him his number. Oh, see. Yeah. Okay. I tried to slip it. She slipped it back. <laughs> but then he took it back out on Sam Darnold and he slept with her mother. Her mother? Sam Darnold's a woman now? It's Samantha Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete. Pete's all over the place today. Listen guys. to Lauer's podcast, everyone, please. I didn't tell you not to listen to it. It was a joke. No more social media fighting. We're all friends. Yeah, that that is one of the funny things about social media is that if we got if we're all we, friends. Yeah. If we start going at each other, everyone thinks we're serious. It's hysterical. I love it. <laughs> like, hey Rick, hey Dick Shoes. <laughs> like, oh my god, they're fighting. <laughs> it's it's like, ooh, Garrett's vegan. Lara <laughs> <laughs> only reads it on Halloween. Yep. They just jump on all these stories. It's fantastic. I love That's it. Amazing. Holzman! Yes. Holzman. You know you, where you can find Eric me. Eric Holzman. Hello, I'm trying to. Eric Holzman. Okay, and scene. We're done. Scene. We're done. <laughs> you guys know you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Finally33, spell Finale33. Uh, check out our Facebook page, obviously, our Facebook page, our Facebook group. Um, I'm, I added, I did another poll this week, uh, which was about do you want a bad Relish boy? Relish or four? mustard? No, no, no. Bad Boys 4. Oh. I did a do you want a bad boys 4? <laughs> Uh, you know, so I'll, I'll periodically throw things out there like that uh, when I get some news and maybe riff on it. I haven't done any food ones in a while, but maybe I will shut up, Pete, leave me alone. 
<laughs> ice cream. Oh, ice cream? Oh, that's, that's true. We are recording on National Ice Cream Day. Really? Is National I, ice I had cream some ice cream last night, actually. I went to Wawa and got myself some butter pecan. There you go. So a little the pre- Pete did a little pre-party, a pre-celebration for the day. But yeah, today is National Ice Cream Day. Just throw that out there. Um, So it's National Everything Day recently. The other day, I I know I'm going off a tangent, but the other day was National Nude Day. What the hell is that all about? Yeah, Eric, why didn't you walk around naked? Uh, Because no one wants to see that. Trust me. That's not a sight people want. Holzman, (laughs) champion. All right, guys. Again, Facebook page. Welcome to Schlong Island. (laughs) Facebook page, Facebook group. Check out my podcast about the New York Knicks called All Nicked Up. You can hit hit me up on Twitter there at, at all underscore nicked underscore up. Uh, a lot of exciting things going on with them, especially right now. Will they get Donovan Mitchell? I have no idea, uh, but it no. seems to be it seems to be headed that direction. So we'll see what go how that goes down. Uh, but if you guys want to hear more about that, check us out over there. I kind of re, kind of what Pete does with the SOG page. I kind of retweet Nick news and all the news I find out about them. I kind of regurgitate it out to everyone else. The news aggregate, as Pete likes to call it. Uh, <laughs> we just throw all those stuff out there. So check me out over there. As Pete mentioned, I have stuff on Batman on film as well. You can check out my Titans reviews. You can check out my uh, my interviews with not only Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell, but I also did with um, Rachel Scarsden and Megan Tandy from Pete's favorite show, Batwoman. Boom. I interviewed both of them, so you can check that out over there as well. All right, I think that's it. So, Holzman. yes. So, for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!